This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. And uh, lots of fun to get to on today's show as we get ready for Bucks and Hawks game four tonight. Uh, as I said earlier on the Wendy's Big Show with Gary, been told by numerous people down there in that Deer District, if you want to get seats in a bar or restaurant, if you want to get the best spot in the Deer District near a TV or whatever the case may be, people are telling me you got to be down there by like 4, 30, 5 o'clock to have a, a shot of getting what you want. And the closer you get to 7 o'clock, uh, the worse it gets. And if you even attempt to go down there at 7 o'clock, you got no chance pretty much. So make sure to get down there early. That leaves you uh, a couple hours here before you have to worry about getting down there. So if you're scooting out of work early, uh, or you have the day off and you're trying to get some errands run before you go down there tonight, that's fine too. I would also suggest something else because I care about you, right? If the Bucks win tonight, I would just take Friday off of work. Like, I, I would just tell work, nah, hey, I'm taking a personal day or taking a vacation day, wh- whatever the case may be. Because if they win Thursday night after winning tonight and they clinch a trip to the NBA Finals, I promise you, we're going to be up all night talking about this Bucks team going to the NBA Finals. It's going to be a party in the Deer District. It's going to be a party everywhere. Plucker, have you thought of how you plan on on dealing with uh, this Bucks thing here? Because you're not on post-game show tonight. It's uh, Tim Allen and myself tonight doing a kind of a combo show. Uh, Brewers and Bucks tonight after those two games, Brewers and Cubs and uh, Bucks and Hawks. Thursday night, I'm flying solo, I think. Um, maybe a little Tim and I for a little bit, but for the most part, it'll probably just be me on Thursday night. Um, so we got that going on and I've already been given the green light by the boss. Like I can go as late as I want on Thursday night. If they clinch, I, I, there's no end time, uh, necessarily out there for me. Have you thought of how you plan on handling these next two games? Uh, is it Deer District Brown, Dan Plucker tonight and Thursday night? Uh, because for those of you that don't know, I'm actually out of here. Uh, Friday through all of next week, I won't be here. Uh, and Dan Plucker will be filling in on the Wendy's Big Show and on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, so I thank Dan Plucker now for the amazing job he's going to do filling in for me while I am gone. Uh, so you'll actually have to be into work on Friday 
uh, morning for the big show. That's right. I was going to say, well, Sparky, you were telling everybody we could take off work Friday. Does yes. that, include, <laughs> that include me? I, I mean. think you would carry run the board and lead, and him and Leroy, I think, would be a, provide a very interesting show yeah. to the statewide network. Interesting would be a good word to use. I think it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Um, no, I, I'll probably just watch both games at home, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think I have anything crazy planned for any of the next couple of days in terms of how I'll be watching it. It'll just be in front of my TV. That's and For me, I like to watch the game with an analytical view, and it's pretty hard to do that when you're out in public and out in a bar and all these other things, and especially since I'll have to talk about it a little bit more on Friday and next week than I would have if I was just producing back here behind the glass. Uh, next week, I maybe would consider going out to a bar, going down to the Deer District again. The NBA but, Finals? Uh, right, for the Finals, if the Bucks yep. get it that far. Um, but since... I'll be hosting. I'm going to watch it with more of a, an analytical view, kind of like what I was saying. It'll be interesting to see when the NBA Finals start. We still don't have official dates. Uh, I'm hearing uh, through the grapevine that the NBA Finals may start on Thursday, maybe. Um, next Thursday. Not this Thursday. Next Thursday. Um, so if, if it were to start next Thursday or Friday, whatever day they, they choose to go with, uh, if it's that much of a wait, Think about that for a second now. You win tonight, you win Thursday, you're going to have like a week off, Dan Plucker, before you have to worry about playing your first finals game a week. Yeah. And that would be totally something the NBA would do is delay this thing for a week, get all the talk, all the buildup of Bucks versus Suns, Bucks versus Clippers, whatever it is, and let people just talk the heck out of it because the Suns could finish theirs tomorrow night. Bucks could finish theirs Thursday, and literally it would be a week of knowing the finals matchup and then waiting to play a game. I do agree that it would be stupid to start the NBA Finals on a holiday weekend. It would be stupid to start Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So that, I think, would be completely dumb. Uh, I think you do want to start on a weekday in prime time and let all the talking heads talk up to the game, Dan. Yeah, no, that'll definitely be a good thing in terms of viewership and and good for us so that we'll be able to hype up yes. the game up until that that point. But I don't think it's good for the Bucks. Like, they've struggled in pretty much all of their game ones so far in the playoffs, and it's because of that break that they've had between their last game and then game one. And their shooting has been off. They've, they just have not looked like themselves in pretty much every game one in the playoffs so far. So that would scare me if it's a week for the Bucks that they would have off and ruin the momentum that they have building but, and what that they've built throughout the series that they've been playing in. But if the Suns win tomorrow night, they're going to have the same same rest. They'll have an extra day of rest, actually, right? But right. it benefits Phoenix more than Milwaukee because that gives Chris Paul even more time to get that shoulder feeling a little bit better uh, than if he's constantly playing every other day and consistently putting some pressure on there. So that allows the Suns to get a little bit healthier. From the Bucks' perspective, Giannis has the, the, the leg issue or whatever going on right now. So it would allow him to maybe heal up a little bit too over the course of the next week. It would give Middleton and some of these guys a, a chance to rest their aching body where they've been playing a ton more minutes than they normally play. So it would get them a little bit more refreshed. I also would agree that game one will probably be some... Ugly basketball maybe for the first quarter or so as both these teams try to shake off some rust. I could very well see that happening by the time next Thursday rolls around if that's when this thing is going to start. But, yeah, man, a week to get all hyped up and all ready for that first game. Mark my words. So I'm not here. So I bet you by the time – so Monday, 
on the 5th. Dan Plucker's hosting. We'll have a live Wendy's Big Show. We'll have a live Sparky's Midday Madness with Dan Plucker hosting. Tim will be on live from 3 until 6. Um, so that's our live programming coming up on Monday, plus post-game show uh, after the Brewers game on Monday night with Tim as well. Mark my words. So you're going to be on the air Monday. Let's say they clinch Thursday. So Friday will be a party on the air for certain on the big show. Monday, uh, you'll be talking about probably majority bucks still and whatever happened over the weekend uh, with the Brewers to a certain degree. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers keeps his uh, business out of the sports news cycle until this bucks run is over now. Uh, and you have that. I bet you by Tuesday, might even go Monday. By Tuesday, Bucks fans will be complaining on the radio uh, that this series has not started. Why do we have to wait so long? Why can't we just play? I-, I say by Tuesday, you start hearing people complaining that this is delayed too long. Yeah, probably. I'm, And as a fan, that's exactly how I would view it too because you're just so excited for it to actually happen. Now, of course, the Bucks still need to beat the Hawks twice for us to even get there. Yeah. And I'm, uh, you never know. I'm I'm confident, and I've, I think the Bucks win the series. I've said it's probably going to be five or six games all along. Yep. But with Trey Young hurt, it, it is going. They are at quite a disadvantage here. Are the Hawks? Yeah, I so. said Bucks in five. I'm sticking with Bucks in five, which means they got to win tonight and Thursday. And selfishly, I want it to be Bucks in five now because I want to be on the air doing the post game show when we go to the finals. I want to be hosting that post game show and up all night and celebrating with everybody that we're actually going to the NBA finals. So selfishly, I hope they win tonight and Thursday night. So I'm on the air doing it now having said that here's the question for sparky's midday madness um which playoffs do you think uh is the more exciting mlb or nba can't really put the nfl into this conversation because it's a it's a one game thing it's not a best of series baseball and the nfl or baseball and basketball i should say comparable best of seven best of five best of three whatever you want to say for baseball and then the nba obviously with their best of seven series which one do you find more exciting to watch on TV? So the MLB playoffs start. Are you uh, do you really get into that even if your favorite team's not in it, or even if your favorite team is in it, uh, versus the NBA, which is what we're currently in right now? And I understand that, but I was thinking about this earlier today, and, and I brought it up um, with Tim and Crosstalk yesterday. As far as, hey, man, we might have two parades in Milwaukee this year with as good as the Brewers are playing right now. They're starting pitching everything else. And I got to thinking of, you know, going to Miller Park when it was Miller Park and watching playoff baseball uh, with the Brewers and watching those games on TV and doing post-game shows after them and then having the same conversation uh, and experience with Bucks playoff games and so forth. I will say I, I... Personally, me, personally, I think I enjoy having my favorite team in the baseball playoffs more than maybe I do with the NBA team in the NBA playoffs. And I, the only reason I think that is the case uh, is for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, uh, the atmosphere um, at a baseball game with that many more fans, you're talking you know, 40,000 fans versus 17 or 18 or whatever you want to say it is, um, open air, uh, all of that. Now the downside is it's colder. You know, you get to October, it's going to be colder in Milwaukee, but with the dome, it's not as cold as, you know, necessarily when you're inside. Uh, I think that's part of it. The tailgating aspect for me in Milwaukee, that's part of it. The bands playing, the bars bringing their parties there for the playoff games, everything that goes along with it. I think that's part of it. The other part of it for me, 
I think is just the strategy involved more so within a baseball game than maybe even more so in an NBA game. And in an NBA game, you know, you talk about adjustments and so forth, but for the person watching at home, it's why did he pull that pitcher? Why did he do that double switch? Why didn't he pinch hit this guy? Why did he have this starting lineup? Why is this guy hitting here? There are so many more talking points from one game to the next in a playoff series as far as, okay, is this bullpen guy going to be available to go now in this game after he's pitched the last two or three games? Or, you know, who, who how long is this starter going to last? And, and that type of stuff. I just think there's more to talk about and more strategy involved in a baseball playoff series than maybe in a basketball playoff series. But I wanted to have the conversation to see maybe if I'm the only nut job out here that would rather watch or that enjoys maybe more the Brewers in the playoffs than the Bucks in the playoffs and the atmospheres that go with both. Now, the Brewers do not have a deer district. And that is big time advantage Milwaukee Bucks. That's not even close. Nothing is comparable to that for the Packers. Nothing is comparable to that to the Bucks. Uh nothing is really comparable for the Badgers or Marquette or any of those other uh, sports teams that you want to look at. Admirals, nothing is comparable to what you get right now for the Bucks outside in that corridor with all those bars. That experience stands on its own, uh, obviously, for the playoffs. But asking you this question, which playoffs do you think are more exciting for you as a Brewers and Bucks fan, the baseball playoffs or the NBA playoffs? Dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250am, the fan here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Young Express, we talk about so much, is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that has been in business for over 30 years? Well, Young Express is currently looking to add to their sales department. Here's what Young Express is looking for. Outside sales experience, which in the transportation industry, which is preferred, willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling, reliable transportation, excellent written, oral, and face-to-face communication skills are essential, closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, what can you expect? Salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests, existing book of business from day one, very, very crucial, I think, to getting a startup going as, as far as a salesperson goes, expense account with generous mileage reimbursement, health insurance, 401k with up to 3% company match, profit sharing, paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days, cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotional materials provided to you by Young Express. Email your resume today to jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Welcome in. It is the Sparky's Midday Madness Show here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Uh, And normally I don't do this, but I'm going to do it right now because he's standing in here right now. GA from Hot 105.7. I'm going to put on the radio right now because, you know, I'm always, for those of you that don't know, and you, you probably don't know necessarily, uh, I'm on Hot 105.7 like literally all the time right now, uh, and I'm usually on GA show on Hot 105.7 uh, all the time as well. And we we talk sports or whatever the case may be. And with my crazy schedule now being gone, like all of next week and everything else, I'm not on there necessarily as much uh, as you know I want to be necessarily. But uh, I, I will be able to be on there uh, coming up later today at six o'clock. GA, thanks for coming on, man. Oh man, not a problem, not a problem at all. I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, GA. And for those of you that don't know, GA, you used to do DJ work down at the Bucks games and everything yes, else, yes, right? Yeah. Well, I've been down at the, I'm pretty much a staple now during the D 
your district. It's it's fun. It's it's a great time. If you haven't been down there, get down there. It's a great time. No question. All right. So for those of you that don't know, also G A, uh, my guy from Hot One Five Seven. You can hear weekday afternoons on Hot One Five Seven. Uh, also play ball. Yes. Yes. Coming up. Yes. I'm still dunking. I'm gonna I'm send a video. Yeah, and, and GA is yeah, GA can play. Trust me. Uh, so having said that, you're a big time Bucks fan. You yes. and I talk Bucks nonstop all throughout the NBA season. We talk NBA in general and so forth. Right. We asked earlier today in the Wendy's Big Show: Are is there anything you're concerned about going into tonight's game? I think the series is over. They went tonight. They went Thursday. We party into the wee hours of the morning Friday. Wait for the NBA Finals to start next week against Phoenix or the Clippers. I don't really have concerns going into this game. Do you have any? Uh, I mean, I just um, I think they finally turned the switch on and they're not playing lazy. You, you know what I mean? And so I'm thinking we'll be okay. I just don't want them to get lackadaisical and be like, oh, well, we can. It don't matter. We won this one. We can lose this one. And come home. I don't want that. I want the killer instinct. I, that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. Just them being okay. We got. We did what we came to do. Let's go home. You right. know what I mean? But we'll see but then if, if they if they get to showboating and stuff I think that'll light a fire under them again you know what I mean well the shimmy by Trey Young and so forth I think that, and all that stuff I think that really got under their skin like bro you're not gonna come in here and right yeah I thought that was that that I think is definitely part of it and the other part of it too I think uh with the Bucks is because they got through that net series because Middleton was able to see the ball go in the basket there in the fourth quarter I just feel like they're kind of got their chest out right now. Like, you gave us as good of a punch as you could give us to start the last game. Right. And we still came back and beat you. You right. don't have anything better than that that you're going to give us to scare us. Even if Atlanta comes out tonight, GA, and comes out on a big run again, I still don't think the Bucks go, oh boy, we're in trouble. I, I don't think that happens. I don't even think – I don't. I think that's what that's all they had in them. I, I really do. That that punch they gave my that hurt them, and then they came back and still beat them by ten. Whether Trey Young stepped on the dude's ankle or not, I still think it was going to be the same issue. I st- I thought they were still going to win it, right? And, and, and see, to me, the other part of this, as we've been talking about with the Milwaukee Bucks, is you know how critical Middleton is to this whole deal, oh right? My God, and, and you know somebody said something. I said something yesterday on the show. I said you know. Everybody kept saying that Middleton, he's just a great shooter. He's not a great passer and all that. And I said, look, I said, look, that's all they've really ever asked him to do is shoot. I mean, it's not like he's a seven-foot dude that that's lumbering around and can't pass. Right. He, he's an athlete. But he's 6'8". A 6'8", 6'7", is dang near short in the league these days. So him being able to pass, he just got to be in the in the situations to pass. And that's why I said the high pick and roll. We're watching, we're watching them right now work on that in-game. Like, because right. you see the little half-second passes too late. Oh, he's not a great passer. No, they just got to get their timing down. He's an athlete. He's a great passer. He just, they're just asking him to do it more now. It, it'll work itself out. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that, and so, no, nah, he's 6'8". Six, 6'8 eight. Six, eight is not tall, bro. It's really, it's really not. You know, the other thing about this, too, is while Middleton came up and saved him there, Drew Holiday yes. disappeared again. But he had 12 assists. He though. did have 12 assists. He had 12 assists. But offensively, when you trade your future, you're expecting him to give you more than he's given you, probably more consistently than he's given you in this playoffs. And that's the, I don't understand why with him. I, I, it has to be mental because, like, if you if you can have 12 assists, I don't understand why you sh- You had 33 the last – I don't understand. Like, he's up and down, and I don't get that with Drew. This I don't is, understand. This is my issue that I had with Eric Bledsoe when Eric Bledsoe was here. My issue was – that he would tend to fade into the background and watch 
Giannis and Middleton do their thing and not be as aggressive. And then when one of them were hurt or in foul trouble and then it was him and the other, then you would start to see him be aggressive, Eric Bledsoe. For better or worse, he could be off or he could be on and like, oh man, why can't we get this Eric Bledsoe more? And I said during the season after they made that holiday deal, I said, this is great what he's doing in the regular season. He's definitely a better player than Eric Blood, so that's not even debatable. But when you get to the postseason, will he consistently be as aggressive as he needs to be game in and game out to give this Bucks team you know, a viable big three? And when he had his 33, he was aggressive. What, and, and he was going and hunting his shots. Yes. And he was not doing that last game. I just whoever Trey Song, I mean I'll call him Trey Songs, Trey Young. Whoever Trey Somebody else calls him Ashtray on Twitter, so No. Man, he's 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 a he's a great player, but here's my thing. If if he's guarding you, whether it, whether it's Bledsoe, not Bledsoe, but um uh uh Giroux or Girardi, uh, yeah. or Middleton, they just need to go at him. Clear I don't know I don't know what you're running. Just hey, just clear out and take Trey. That's I feel like that's what they should do. And and that's why I don't think he should Jeru should always at least have 15 because Trey is guarding him. He has to guard him. So when he's on you, you got to eat. Right. You got to eat. Yeah. Got to. No, no question. And, and that's part of it. And the other part of it is, and we talked about it earlier, is when you are the Bucks, Nate McMillan does it for the Hawks. And they talked about it at halftime during that game on TNT as far as, you know, if you see a mismatch, go for the mismatch. Right there. Whatever y'all are running, stop. Just stop and just right drop there. the ball and let them go to work. Whoever it is, just let them go to work. We had on Mike Conti, uh, who we played uh, earlier uh, in the big show, a pre- and post-game host uh, of the Hawks, and at the end, he thinks that they may go and try and play more big inside and try and attack the paint more and maybe not shoot as many threes because they're having a problem stopping transition on the long rebounds off missed three-point attempts. I welcome that. By all means, stop shooting your three. You're not going to beat them inside, I don't think. I don't think you can beat the Bucs inside. With Giannis and Brooke Lopez, now you make P.J. Tucker more viable than he has been the whole series. Right. Because now he gets to go go inside and really bang with guys. Oh, my God. And then Bobby Portis, sure, go ahead. Play that game. Yeah, that's our strength. That's why why we're crushing you now. Right. So you want to – you don't want to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. I, I hope they do. If that's what they do, if that's if that's the counter, then you go right ahead. Uh, talking with GA from Hot 105.7, one last thing. Who do you want, Clippers or Suns? Probably, probably these Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Over the Suns. I tend to agree with you. I think yeah. I'd rather, providing there's no Kawhi. Right, yeah, yeah. If there is Kawhi, then then forget it. Yeah, I want the Suns. Yeah, I don't want to deal. And and again, there may be a week break here before the playoff, NBA final starts. So that could be a big, big help to Kawhi Leonard's health if he has any chance of playing in the finals. GA, Hot 105.7, what time are you on? Uh, oh, 2 to 7, two to 7 p.m. 2 to 7, Monday and then I'm usually on at 6 o'clock on Hot 105.7 with GA Talking Sports. Thank you so much for coming on. Man, I appreciate coming you. Coming up next, we'll hear from Will Salmon of the Athletic Talking Brewers Baseball next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The family, thanks to GA from Hot 105.7 for stopping in studio. Talk a little Bucks basketball. Our dude is a huge, huge uh, NBA fan. And uh, always fun being on his show at 6 o'clock uh, on weeknights on Hot 105.7. That is when I'm actually here. Uh, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass, uh, executive producer for the show today, as he was with the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. Tomorrow, Keith Smith, uh, who was with Yahoo Sports, now with Track, 
Uh, he'll be joining uh, Tim Allen tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. I'm doing the first two hours. Tim Allen's doing the second two hours on the Big Show tomorrow. Uh, he'll be joining Tim Allen tomorrow at 1235. So Keith uh, Smith from Track talking about the NBA playoffs and the game tonight, uh, tomorrow with Tim Allen at 1235 tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, all right, earlier today we had a chance to talk uh, with Will Salmon from The Athletic, Gary Ellerson, and myself as Leroy had the day off today. He'll be back uh, on Thursday when the full show is back together again. And, you know, we really uh, started talking up uh, uh, about the fact that the Brewers throw up 10 runs in the eighth inning last night. Uh, and to put up 10 runs in any inning is outstanding. But to do it against the Cubs in a tie game, late in the game, there's nothing much more amazing than that. It was pretty pretty fun to watch, right? I mean, it's not every day where a team starts an inning with their top setup man and ends with somebody like Eric Sogard on the mound, right? No like, doubt. Usually the former Brewer on top of it, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and hey, he was probably there. He probably fared the best out of all their pitchers. Right? And the crazy yeah, thing yeah. was, Will, was coming into the game, everybody talked about, well, if it gets to the seventh or eighth, you know, Cubs bullpen is like among the best in baseball. It's going to be over. And they got to that bullpen and they put a hurting on him. Yeah, that too. And, and honestly, like the funny thing too also was the same was being said about the Brewers because of how well rested like Devin Williams and Josh Hader was. Yep. Whereas, like their bullpen almost blew the game in the you know in the seventh and eighth inning, um, they did that they coughed up the lead, of course, but they secured. You know, Devin Williams did his job in the eighth inning at the end of the day, um, and it didn't get to that point, of course, because of that ten run inning. But yeah, man, it just goes to show you, right? Like for all for all we ever talk about, it's it always happens the way that we never envisioned. No, you talk about never envisioned. Um, I think. Maybe two or three weeks ago, we were talking about the Brewers that couldn't hit, couldn't score any runs. And now all of a sudden you look in the midst of this, you got uh, Urias. He's has a 11-game uh, hitting streak going. And uh, Kirsten Hura now has looked like he may be able to find – it just felt like the Brewers have been inconsistent, but right now they're playing well. Yeah, and you nailed it. I think those were the two positions, right, first base and third base, that all season – and rightfully so, you know, we, we heard complaints from fans and even just as a writer covering the team, like it's easy to point out, like that's, those were the two glaring weaknesses. It was like black holes, like they just got, we're getting no production from those two spots. And those are two spots where you typically and traditionally have a lot of offensive production from. So, yeah, it's definitely good to see um, those two positions uh, perk up for them. Um, and you're right with the overall point of their bats just being a little bit more consistent. Now, during the month of June, those numbers for the offense have been a lot better. They've been improved. They went from, like, the bottom of the of the pile on a lot of offensive statistics to now in June it was more in the middle. So, like, what I'm kind of curious about, though, going forward is, is this a case of them finding their way, or was it a case of, hey, they just – beat up on some of the worst pitching staffs in baseball with the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, whoever else. Uh, we'll, we'll learn that pretty quickly in July when they play the Mets, um, who have a guy named Jacob DeGrom on their staff. But um, you got to give them credit because Kyle Hendricks is a pretty good pitcher, and they got to him a little bit uh, last night before, of course, they even scored those 10 runs in, the, in, in that inning. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good things. There's, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the Brewers team, and and one finally is their lineup coming around well there's one huge one and that's Kesson Hira and 
you did a great job uh, breaking down everything that's happened with Keston Harris. He's gone back and forth uh, between uh, the big leagues and AAA Nashville uh, at The Athletic. If you haven't read it, go read it. Uh, he numbers it in steps. And, you know, you're watching as a fan. You don't realize everything that's going on behind the scenes. I mean, not only was he working with the hitting coach uh, in Milwaukee with Andy Hayes, but then he was working with, uh, what is it, Alabiff? Is that how you say his last name? Mm-hmm. Or, right? Yeah. So he's down at AAA Nashville. And as he's going back and forth, he's working on different things with both of them. And they didn't necessarily redo, you know, how he went about it. But they fine tweak like every aspect of it, making it more shorter and compact. Uh, the leg kick not falling forward. I mean, there were so many things that they were working on, and now it seems like it's all kind of coming together for him finally. Yeah, precisely. I, I think the main point too is that you know somebody like Andy Haynes is not looking to necessarily change Keston Hira or change his swing. Certainly not in the middle of the season. Um, and I don't know if he would even do that in the off season, just because. Kesson here has had a lot of success with that before this year and for parts of last year. Like, this is what kind of got him to this level. So I think the main objective there for both those hitting coaches was help Kesson Hira get back to being who he was and trying to find out what the root of the problems were and just who, what his foundation was and to kind of get him back right. And like you said, it's, it's, it's very noticeable. Like, look, I don't, I don't know if the, if he if it will stick, I don't anticipate him hitting, you know, three home runs every week. You know, I don't I don't envision that happening. But I do think that we're looking at a night and day difference here because a month ago, two months ago, certainly he was swinging and missing. Like he was not making contact. It's not just the point where we're seeing home runs and doubles now. It's he wasn't hitting the baseball. He like, wasn't he hitting fastball. He wasn't hitting fastballs in the zone that normally you know he should crush. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was no batter in baseball who swung and missed at more pitches inside the strike zone than Kesson Hira, and it wasn't even close. So, like, look, I get it. Like, some people have been like, okay, is this for real? I don't know. Who does? But the point is, is that it's worth outlining how they went from not making contact to all of a sudden getting back to resembling the guy he was. And like you said, it has a lot to do with just these subtle adjustments that he has. Um, he still has that leg kick, obviously. It's a very pronounced move. It's very unique. And the big key for him is to not really drag his whole body with it. Um, you know, once he lands that, he's staying a little bit more back. Um, he's staying behind the baseball, and that's led to better pitch recognition for him. And that's why we've seen him be able to lay off pitches, too. Uh, had another walk last night in addition to uh, the big home run and the opposite field single. So that's a, that's a big thing, too, is just understanding what those pitches are and if they should be swung out or not. And he's done a really good job the last week at, at doing those things. No, and, and I think, make no mistake about it, it is going to have to be about Christian Yelich, right? Lorenzo Kane. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to have them on their best game and have these guys to go along with them. Yeah, that's well put. We have not seen, like, what this team is. 13 games over 500, and we have yet to see Christian Yelich really perform at his at his best, I feel like. I think there's still that level. I'm not saying he's going to get back to 2019 or anything like that, but there's still another level in his game that he can get to um, that we have not seen yet from him. And I think he'll be the first to say that you know he has not felt great about his performance to date. Um, 
although it's been pretty solid and it's been better than last year. Oh, come course. on. That booming RBI, but, that, that big that big doubled on the left field line that barely got out of the infield, that didn't sway your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that completely changed my thought process in Christian Yelich's season, right? So, yeah. Uh, but, no, man, he's, he's, he's walking a lot. Um, he is hitting the ball harder than he was last year, too. But, yeah, like, my point is, is that he hasn't gotten rolling to the point where it, we're, we're thinking about him as the, the main reason why the Brewers are winning games. Right. I think that's my biggest point, right? That's what you want to get to um, or what you could get to with him. And so it's a good situation for the Brewers to be in. And like you mentioned with Lorenzo Cain, that dude hasn't even played this month, no. <laughs> really. And, and, and they're rolling, and they're not really getting much production at all out of center field, um, aside from the fact that Jackie Bradley Jr. came through last night with a big hit. Uh, before that, he just was not posting anything close to a good night um, on a daily basis. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of gives you those reasons to kind of believe in this team because they've gotten this far and they've gotten to the record they have really without their offense humming um, and without their best players uh, performing at high levels. Willie Adamas has been performing at a pretty nice level for the Milwaukee Brewers since they got him, and he's been a huge addition, obviously. And if Kesson Hira is fixed, and it seems like he's closer to being fixed than he was a month ago for certain – uh, and that can alleviate that that bat at first base. And with Small and Ashby possibly ending up in that Brewers bullpen here by the end of the year to help solidify that bullpen, right now, again, injuries can happen, whatever, but right now, I mean, there's just an obvious hole maybe for one more bat if you want to go get one more bat, you know, between now and the trade deadline. And then after that, I mean, I think they're pretty much set. Yeah, it's hard to pin, like, I've had a couple of people ask me, like, okay, well, where would you prioritize the help right now? And it's really hard to pin because, you know, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, it would have been first base, third base. But yep. now it's like, well, you know, maybe not. And I agree with you. I think that they could still use another bat for their lineup, even when Lorenzo Kane gets healthy. Um, and the point, though, is that they don't necessarily need to have a, a certain position attached to that, though. They could just go and get, maybe the best offensive player they can um, and, and just add him to the mix and platoon him if necessary or whatever it is, right? But I do think they still need another bat. Um, they could end up needing another starting pitcher, as good as their pitching staff has been. Uh, these guys are getting up there in innings. They may want to skip a start or two or who knows, right? Um, so that, that could be a thing. And, of course, all teams need bullpen help. So that's 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 also going to be – Something that they have to address. Well, we only got a, we only got a couple minutes left here, real quick, I, I, before we have to get to a break. Being on the statewide network and so forth, are, are you sold on Eric Lauer? I mean, he's a number four for number five guy. I think that they could do far worse than him. I don't think he's going to necessarily be somebody that's going to make you convinced that he could take the ball every fifth day and give you a quality outing. I think he's solid as a number four and number five, and I think that's what he's kind of. That's kind of who he's been right now. Um, could he be better than that? Yeah, I think he. I think he can be just because his fastball has gotten a lot better with the Brewers. It's a different pitch than it was with the Padres. So I think he's close to figuring it out and getting a little bit better. But he just like lacks the consistency to really make you believe in him every fifth day beyond being a serviceable number five guy. There he is, Will Salmon of the Athletic. Check out that uh, Keston Hero piece again. If you don't subscribe to the Athletic, uh, you probably should. It's very good. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, at Will Salmon, and again, it's Brewers uh, and, of course, that team, the Chicago Cubs. 
tonight, game two, game three, and afternoon game tomorrow. Still haven't seen who's going to start for the Brewers tomorrow afternoon. It's uh, Woodford tonight. Um, Woodruff, I should say, tonight. And then tomorrow was supposed to be Corbin Burns, uh, but they decided to move him back one day to give him an extra day of rest. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Coming up next, we're going to look ahead to uh, Bucks and Hawks with their preview uh, brought to you by Pick and Save, your local grocer of the Milwaukee Bucks and, of course, of Leroy Butler. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Rami Makhlouf, in the house. He'll be on the Rami Show coming up 3 until 6. Time for that uh, Bucks-Hawks preview brought to you by... Pick and save your local grocers. Pick and save local grocer of the Milwaukee Bucks and, of course, of Leroy Butler. Bucks Hawks coming up tonight. And uh, as I've stated before, not really all that concerned. I am intrigued by what Mike Conti brought up earlier uh, in the day on the Wendy's big show of maybe starting Lou Williams in the backcourt uh, with... Uh, Trey Young to essentially allow Lou Williams to play the point and let Trey Young play more off of the ball uh, to give him a little bit of a break. So we'll see if that's something they do. If they do do that, then Lou Williams is going to have more of an emphasis on him, I think, from the Atlanta coaching staff of, dude, you got to put up a, and do something here. Because we talked about before the series, that Lou Williams hasn't done much of anything uh, in Atlanta since he's been there. So, you know, can he return to the Lou Williams when he was with the Clippers? and throw up 20 or 25 points tonight. That would be something that you know we're not really talking about heading into this game. That would be a, a complete difference maker, I think, uh, for the Atlanta Hawks if Lou Williams can have that game. Can Gallinari uh, throw up you know, 15, 17, 20 points uh, again tonight uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks? And he was another one that was posting up Bucks players uh, and turnaround jumpers and everything else, going baseline and driving on guys. You know, Can he have a similar performance again tonight for the Atlanta Hawks. And of course, what can Trey Young provide you uh, on that gimpy leg that he's playing on uh, right now? So again, that bone bruise with that ankle, uh, this is going to be pain tolerance, right? I mean, you, you assume they're going to shoot him up probably, tape him up heavily uh, and see what he looks like uh, once he gets out there. The question we were asking earlier in the hour before Will Salmon came on is, you know, which playoff do you prefer watching uh, when the Brewers uh, and Bucks are in the playoffs. We'd rather watch the Bucks in the playoffs or the Brewers in the playoffs. Old morning show host Mike Wickett, he chimed in. NBA by a mile, but I'm a much bigger basketball fan than a baseball fan. Uh, Brandon tweets at 1250 AM, the fan of Sparky Radio. MLB, NBA oftentimes feels rigged with random fouls and flopping. Can't watch grown men act that way. Uh, that is from Brandon. D. Rich, he tweets at 12.50 a.m. at Sparky Radio. Both aren't the most exciting. Both are long series. Both don't have immediate drama. I'll take the NBA over MLB just because, at least with the NBA, you'll know it'll be a two-and-a-half-hour game, while baseball can go for up to four hours. Mequon Weather Nick says, Basketball, no doubt, don't get me wrong. Baseball can be fun, but basketball is a bit more entertaining. Frank tweets at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Some MLB games in the playoffs can go four-plus hours. I won't even start watching until after the seventh inning. I'll take the NBA between the two. So some of the responses we had coming in on tweet on Twitter, tweeting at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. And once again, didn't ask anything about length of baseball games or anything else. And people just randomly giving to you the reason why they don't even watch the playoffs. Games are too long. And that is something that the Commissioner of Major League Baseball is trying to figure out how to get the games to be shorter. And as I've stated many of times, the only way you're going to do that is to make games seven innings. And if you're not going to make games seven innings, 
then we can move on from trying to do a hundred different things, little minute things to try and get the game cut down. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You have to cut the game down if you, if you want that to happen. I said earlier, Rami, uh, that for me, it's baseball. I, I just, I like everything about the Brewers uh, as far as the tailgating aspect leading up to it, uh, as far as the atmosphere in the game, uh, more fans. You have twice as many fans you know, in American Family Field as you do inside Fiserv Forum. It's open air. Now, again, in October, they may work against you. Uh, but I like, I like all of that that goes along with it. I like all of the conversations that go about going up to the game. Now, we talk about, and you've talked about on your show, adjustments for each game of the of the Bucks. There's fine. But Major League Baseball, starting lineups. Who should be in the lineup? Should they do something different with the lineup? Uh, bullpen usage. Who brought in here? Double switches. When you're talking about the NL, all these different things. Uh, should he have sent that guy in a steal in that, in that position? Third base coach waved that guy around. Why did he do that? He screwed him out of a game. I mean, there's so many different things to talk about with baseball playoffs, game to game, more so than I think there is even the NBA. And you literally, in basketball, are watching. And yeah, you're kind of, you know, on the edge of your seat a little bit. Baseball, like every pitch could be the game. I mean, a home run in the first, that could be the only scoring of the game. It could be one nothing. That could be the difference maker. That That's how I look at it. So for me, who's a huge, you know, Bucks NBA guy, I still, I think, prefer the baseball playoffs. Having said that, Having said that, if the Brewers aren't in the playoffs and the Bucks aren't in the playoffs, I'd rather watch the NBA playoffs. That's that's what I was just going to say. Was that uh, you know you know I'm I'm a baseball guy, Spark, and, and there's yes, nothing there's nothing like when your when your baseball team is in the playoffs because you are living and dying with every pitch from game one till whenever no the question. series is over. Now, basket, give me a basketball game seven over a baseball game. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if this is recency bias and and my experience of Game Nets Seven game. of that Bucks Nets game because <laughs> that was in, every time the ball left somebody's hands, it was like your heart just sank yes. into your stomach for that entire game for yep. the entire two and a half three hours, whatever it was. There was some, there's there's something really really intense yep. about an NBA playoffs Game Seven, and you're right as. as if you remove your team from it, I think I prefer the NBA playoffs to the Major League Baseball playoffs. I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm a baseball guy. I, I but there's some, and especially this year's NBA playoffs, man. I've been telling people all all postseason, Sparky. If you left the NBA, if you were turned off to this league because there was a lack of pair. Now the stuff about about guys flopping for calls. I, I get that, and, and, and I don't like that about the game either. But as, Jumping into guys. As far as the parody or the same story and the same characters playing out year after year after year, this NBA playoffs turned turn the association on its head, and it's been a beautiful thing for me to watch. I love chaos. I, lo- I love landscapes shifting and it changing is. the way that it, it may is be right only now for one NBA. year. It might be. Might but be one year. It is so fun to watch yes. all these new faces and all these guys, uh, all these new guys emerge, including Trey Young. Right. Including Trey Young. I mean, I said after game one, I was like, man, you, and the same thing about Kevin Durant. You hate that it happened against your team, but if you just step back and remove yourself from that for a situation and appreciate what you just saw, it was a, a beautiful display of basketball, both what Kevin Durant did throughout that series and what Trey Young did to the Bucks in game one. It was just, that's, it was just an amazing display of basketball and scoring, and it was something to behold. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I got a uh, text yesterday I thought was pretty funny. I think you could appreciate it. Uh, 2021 has become the year of the foot. The foot? The foot. Like the fetish? Uh, Kyrie. Oh. Kyrie, 
comes down on Giannis's foot, mm-hmm. takes Kyrie out. Yep. KD's foot cost them a win That's right. because it was on the line. Yeah. And now Trey Young comes out on a referee's foot that costs probably the Hawks a legitimate chance of winning the series. I better be careful walking around with these size 13s. Who I'm knows, just saying. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, I'm just these saying. These could step on anything it, or it anyone Literally, at any my buddy John came up with that. It literally has been the year of the foot for the Milwaukee Bucks right now in the postseason. It has been kind of crazy. Um, what's coming up on well, to- hold, hold on before we move on to what's coming up on today's show. Yes. Um, last week before you took off for the week, Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not you said week, to me, yeah. you said to me, Dustin Godsey, Bucks chief marketing officer yes. is coming on your show Friday. Play Bucks lust for him and see what he thinks. Yes, that's right. So he came on. And I did. I he totally came on forgot all about and that. I played it. I thought you were going to bring up something that happened yesterday. And okay. he already knew it. Oh. And he's got the Bucks lust. Dustin Gotsey is all about it, my friend. I had Jeff pull the tape. I don't know if it's in Friday's sound folder, if Dan wants to pull it just to prove my point. Isn't Gotsey a Cubs fan, too? Yeah, yeah he is. But okay, well, there you go. He, he told me. I, mean, I, I started playing it for him, and, and I was like. isn't he an Iowa guy, too? Sparky. I, I mean, he's like he's like the, the rivalry of every Wisconsin sports fan that dude. Just a few. Other than he works for the Bucks, he's a really good guy. I mean, I like Dustin a lot, but I'm just saying. Just yeah, a few Iowa notes Cubs. into it. Just a few notes into it. I was like, "Dude, have you heard this?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I've heard this." I was like, "Oh, so you got the bucks lust?" He was like, "I, I got all the bucks lust." He was all about it, Sparky. So <laughs> okay, and, that, and well, that's he's a, a chief. Mover and a that's a chief marketing yes. officer. All right, Correct. that's a dude who knows what's hot in the streets. He knows what on. the people want. He's got his finger Fine. on the pulse. Now that's right? now, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. a mover and a shaker. A mover and a shaker. He can get things done. I asked him to put me in touch with Cheryl Crow's people. To see if she could perform that's what you a came cover of Eddie J. Lemberger's classic Bucks no, Lost. That's what, what you came yes. up with? You fumbled it that horribly? What? Yeah, what else? How did you fumble what it that What else horribly? was I going to ask I him for? I thought you told Lemberger you were going to get him on stage first in the Deer District man. performing his song. What better to blow that song up than to have Sheryl Crow Eddie. cover it, and then when they're in the finals, here comes Eddie J. What? Lemberger with Sheryl Crow what on backup vocals. What does he need? All he needs is a keyboard and him, right? You can't get oh, him. No, we're going to do this right. We're getting him a whole band. Backup That's singers, way more difficult than dancers, yeah, oh the whole nine. AJ Lemberger deserves the whole the whole treatment, dude. Were Robbie, you trying to sell him short? I hate to break the news to you, but Jeff de- definitely did not save that clip. He didn't save no. that. All right. No. Well, you what can hour go back was and it listen in? to it on the Odyssey app? What hour like. was it in? Do you it was. In, it was uh, five. It was. I had him on at five thirty. So okay. right around five forty-five, this went down. On what day? Friday. Friday. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you know he likes it. Uh, so that's are you are you ready so, to admit you're wrong yet about what about about it being a a great song so you were perfect listen. anthem for I the know. 2021 Milwaukee Bucks I know you don't listen but earlier in in the big show I apologized on the air oh you did on the air okay cool to Eddie J Lemberger oh. and said because it was pointed out to me on Twitter I wish I could remember who the heck told me this at the end of last week mm-hmm. and just said Sparky like you're being way over the top mean to this dude and it's just some local dude trying to have some fun and, and get who's a huge Bucks fan and you're killing him for no reason and I was like you know what somebody you're right. said you're doing the same thing to Eddie J Lemberger that those those dumb dumbs on first take did to Milwaukee oh you think Lemberger is considered the same as the city of Milwaukee no no somebody was just saying that you're 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 beating up on Eddie the same way that they beat up on the city for no good reason no, for good reason. The song's horrible. But <laughs> I, but but again, I apologize earlier um, for being as you know harsh and over the top as I have been because sure. again, you know he he tried Put or his heart into it, whatever man. it was, right? Yeah. And he really believes it's really good and all that. So 
Again, that's it fine. It is really good. Uh, right. And as I said on the air today on the Say Why Network, morning show guys love it. Afternoon show guys love it. Listeners to the big show love it. So people definitely are down with it. Or yeah, at least people got the Bucks lost, yeah, dude. Whatever people the case got the Bucks lost. It burns hot good. all over Milwaukee. All right. So what's coming up on today? Cheryl Crow. Do me a favor. Record that cover. Coming up on the show today, Sparky. Didn't Emberger said she can't change the words? Uh, he said he didn't want her. Uh, That's what he said. Supplanting or now, usurping he him. He said he doesn't want her changing his yeah, words. He, do- he doesn't want her writing her own Bucks anthem and taking the spotlight away from him. Is what he doesn't. He's good with any any sort of cover. He just doesn't want. Mm. He just doesn't want Cheryl Crow, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Doesn't want her stealing his ten minutes of fame to unseat him. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I wouldn't either. I know you wouldn't. You're the big selfish. But I mean, if Cheryl Crow wanted to record her own song. It's- He's rock and roll Hall of Famer. See, I wasn't. I wasn't here. Eddie Lemberger, you think he's your guy? <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's just not. But it's good that you think that that you have a guy. I mean, I guess Bart is probably closer to your guy than Rami it's at this Cheryl point. Cheryl Crow, but, man. Yeah. It's Cheryl Crow. She has the voice of an angel. Sure. She's a rock and roll Hall of Famer. She's a legend. She's she's a good singer. Yeah, I like her. She's a legend. I, mean, I have interview music that I play, but I like her. I've been to a concert of hers. You know what I love by Cheryl Crow, by the way? Speaking of covers, her cover of, uh, oh, what's this? the Guns N' Roses song that she covers? Is it November Rain? She, oh, she kills it, Sparky. You're getting a huge side eye from me right Damn, pull now. It up right now. Even pull it up right now. Pull it up right now and play, it. Cheryl play Crow. it before we wrap up Cheryl Crow Talk singing GNR? Cheryl Crow covering Guns N' Roses. Oh, Cheryl Crow Whoa. covering Guns I'm Dude, she kills it. GNR? She kills it. I'm telling you, it's one of my, it almost makes me cry every time I hear it. It's going to make me cry if it's, it's bad. It's so good. It's so, so good. Dan, find it while I one tell him what's on the show today. What, one second. Play it. Yeah. Has Jeff Orlovsky heard and approved this version? I don't care. No, you Who's should care. Because he understands the importance of some great classic rock like Guns N' Roses not to be destroyed by a pop by singer. A, by a, a rock and roll Hall of Famer like Sheryl Crow with the voice of an angel? Fine, whatever. I'm just saying, yeah, GNR. Okay, I'll listen to it. I'll Maybe maybe it's good. I'm telling you, it's, it's so good. I think you should play for it's Orlovsky so, and hear what he so, thinks. So, it's so good. All right, dude. go ahead. It is so It takes my breath away. Uh, coming up, I wasn't here yesterday. I know there was probably a lot of Chris Middleton talk yesterday. Are we done questioning Chris Middleton? Was question we had on the big show was, does Bud and Middleton now get a pass going forward if they win a championship? No, Bud has to win a championship. No, I said if they win the championship, yeah. do they both get a pass going forward? I mean, not not in perpetuity, not forever, but yeah, they, they've earned themselves. I'll tell especially, you. Especially, well. I'll tell you right now. They're two different cases. I don't think they're attached uh, at the hip. Okay, but they're both lightning rods. I think both of them will be under fire immediately next year in the playoffs. People will want Bodenhelzer fired next year in the playoffs, even, even if, if they, they win, win a, championship a championship this year, if they lose to the Nets. I think a championship gets you two years as a coach. I say five. but And I think that's too minimum, long. Minimum two. I think Things five. have to go bad for it to end in two more years. Right. I, think I think Leroy. Minimum two. I don't remember how many Leroy said. I thought Leroy said more than five, but I think he finally agreed to five with me. But, yeah, I, I, I think – even if he wins a championship, I think he's going to get destroyed next year in the playoffs by this fan base. You're going to kill him. And, uh, and Middleton, if he doesn't play well in the playoffs next year, they're going to kill him too. I don't think any of this is going to matter for this fan base. They'll celebrate. They'll be happy now for the time being. And by next year in the postseason, people won't even care. Uh, it's Tuesdays with Winkler, Sparky. That means Bart Winkler joins me at 4 o'clock on the show today. Are you going to talk to him about his issues? What issues? The... the, the the partial nudity issues and stuff. It's body positivity, Sparky. It's 2021. Mm. That's what that is. I uh, wish I had the confidence you, of a Bart. Did Winkler. you see the Bart and Evan? Oh yeah, Evan shouldn't take his shirt off. But Bart, body that's body positivity, right? There. <laughs> Dude, doesn't Evan still work here? He, that, 
he's working tonight, actually. He's on postgame with me and Tim tonight after the Brewers and the Cubs and the Bucks and the Hawks. I'm kidding. I kid. Everybody should be able to take. I wish I had the confidence to take my shirt off in public, but I don't. I don't. But good for them, man. Mm-mm. If they feel good about what they're what they're what they're rocking, then then show it off, man. Anyway, should we send off the show with no, Cheryl Crow? We're not done. We're not, hold on, we're not done yet. Okay, so what do you have coming up on the show? Go ahead. So Bart at four uh, at four thirty. I think this might be the best job David Stearns has ever done and admit it, Brewers fans, you missed us. You missed it. You missed us. You missed us at American Family Field. Us? Yeah, you missed us. You see, the, you see the shirt I'm wearing. You see the coffee mug. You, yeah, that's you, a little confusing. You have a Cubs shirt on and a Bucks hat. It's not confusing. I can root for whoever I want. There are no rules I'm to this. Saying. Um, you missed us. Yesterday was fun. Yesterday was f- I could feel it through my TV. Now, if, if, you, you were, if you enjoyed if you yesterday there, as a Cubs you fan, you'll enjoy today because I have a feeling I mean, there's going to be way more Cub fans today because of the Bucks playing, and I think they made them like $6 tickets tonight or something like that. I so enjoyed it, last it's gonna night be even for better. seven and a half innings. Um, and I didn't even hate it that much after that because you know how I feel. If it's not going to be the Cubs, I want it to be the Brewers. But And I'm not even talking about like, oh, let's take over Miller Park. That's not what I'm talking I'm uh-huh. talking about the atmosphere and and the energy in that building with with two fan bases in the same place you invested in a game. should play Willie Adamas from after the game. I, did, I have show. all of it. I have all of it. That, that was really, really I, good. I, I, Him talking I, about the Cubs experience and all that was really good. I mean, you and I are on the same page. I yes, have all that it was ready really to go. Good. So you, just, didn't, just admit it. You, missed, right, us. So you that, missed us a little bit. No. Yeah, I was just at Wrigley bit. Field a while ago, so I us. didn't miss you. I just saw a bunch of you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, missed us. Go ahead. You missed us. That's pretty much the show. Pick a lane at five. We'll hear Good. from Mike Boonholzer. Can I, can I get talk, you ready for game four. Can I now talk about the mock draft mockery fiasco that you all pulled off yesterday? Sure, yes. Yeah. So the the, the mock draft mockery thing involved Jeff Orlovsky yesterday. Yes. yes, it did. Can you explain to me, because I missed this selection. I saw it on Twitter after the fact. Uh, Jeff Blauser? Yeah, Tim and w- I were what? puzzled by that. Why when he made the slide? I can't. Why? Why does he not like Jeff Blauser? I don't. I don't know. Every other selection I saw, for the most part, it made sense. I kind of yeah. got Hayward. I didn't get either. But for the most part, but I got. Did, was Hayward selected? Jason Hayward. Didn't, didn't Hayward. Tim got Jason Hayward? Did and then he? didn't sure. you go? He's like one of the nicest guys in the world. No, he said he, he's he, like he's horrible. He was thinking about taking Jason. Oh, but Hayward, he didn't. But he didn't. Okay, yeah, he brought him up. But Zambrano was number one for me. Aramis Ramirez would have been number two for me. Aramis uh, Ramirez was but, a brewer. But that and a was a very good one. No, no. We're just talking about when he was in a Cubs uniform. I'm not talking about what happened after he left Chicago and became a brewer. Okay. When he was a Cub, I couldn't stand Aramis Ramirez. Uh, okay. So your show's coming up. Yes. November Rain, covered by Cheryl Crow. I'm just. I'm telling you. Are you ready to have your mind blown? This is actually Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet That's Child of Mine. That's what it was. That's what it was. I had the wrong song. Are not you, November Rain. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Well, I'm open Are to you it. Ready Maybe it'll to be have good. Have your mind blown. Sure. All right. This uh, is circa 2000. I'll tell you if it's good or Spin not. Spin that record, DJ Dan Plucker. Let me turn my headphones up. This is a jam. Very concerned. Pretty good. Wait till, she's, wait till she gets going. So she didn't completely change. No, 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 no. She just put her own flavor. This is what I wanted to do with Bucks Lust. She just put her own flavor on it. And wait till she gets like when she starts belting it out. When we get to the chorus, oh man, it like it just rips your heart right out. It's she's so good. Cheryl Crow. All right, shut up so I can hear this.
guitar solo in there? She's playing the guitar? She might be. I don't know. Doubt it. I mean, she has a whole but she does play guitar. All right, that's good lead. enough. Thank you, Plucker. Uh it's not horrible. It's so good. It's not so the, good. It's, it's one of the few songs where I say. Are you the, have any other covers where over I say there? The cover is besides than the original. Cheryl Crow for this song. That's Did anybody the, else cover this song besides Cheryl Crow? That's what I'd like to know. So many people have covered. So Sweet many Child people. Are there any other other famous people? Let me let me see. Yeah, let, let's see. I, I want to know if there's any other famous people that may have done it better than your Cheryl Crow. That was better than the original. Her cover better than the original. If Jeff Orlowski was in here right now, he'd punch you in the face. <laughs> He punch you in the face. Can confirm. And, and I would definitely not stop him. In fact, I would laugh and go, he deserved it. <laughs> you would have to stop him. No, Your I management. Would not. I didn't you can't see it. let fights just break out around I here. I didn't see <laughs> it, and I don't remember it happening. I don't know what you're talking about. You'd have to stop I've got enough Wendy's gift cards <laughs> maybe to help Sam and Dan Plucker not remember it out either. You can't Cheryl Crow versus Guns N' Roses you debate say something as management. That is not, that's not something hey, you can do. You say something stupid like that, you deserve <laughs> to get punched in the face by Jeff Orlovsky. Especially if you say to Jeff Orlovsky's face, knowing that dude <laughs> lives and dies with rock I music. I like Guns N' Roses, man. No, that's you, better. Uh, that's yeah, better. Yeah, that's yeah. better than Guns N' Roses. They, she did it better. Horrible. She did it better. All right, Plucker, do you got anything or not? Those we got to go. I'm just looking. I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, we have nobody homework. did it better than she did, including Axel and the crew. You heard it right here. 1250 AM, the fan. You're an idiot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.